For more interviews with leading figures in Asia from the world of business and beyond, head to the App Store or Google Play to download the Tiger Hall app. How can you be continually learning and expanding your knowledge? We are in the Tiger Hall with Arvinda Gudral, Managing Director for Twitter in Southeast Asia. Arvinda, you are incredibly passionate about learning. You love to read and we're delighted at Tiger Hall to hear that you love podcasts. Can you tell me why do you think this is so important? Uh, let me tell you a story about myself, which is a story of every human being. Of I think how many human beings have been born? I think 100, 100 billion so far over the course of evolution. Human beings, at least for the last 200 years, the education system globally and not any one specific country has forced us in a habit of stating the child goes to school. 12, hours, 12 years of school, they said, child, now you go to college. The child goes to college. Four years of college. Then they said, well, you have 16 years of formal education. You are done. Your education is over. Now go implement what you've learned in the field. What we haven't realized is knowledge is not accretive, nor is it iterative. It is accumulated over a period of time. And what you may have learned on year one of your scholastic education is probably already discredited by year 11 of your scholastic education. But because you have not been told that you should be revising your information and challenging the information that you've learned, you never go and ask the obvious question, is this true yet or should I revise? But you're told, no, 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 you're done reading books. Now go implement. And that forces a mental makeup that we just forget the art of learning. And the classic profession of people making fun of friends who are going to study medicine is saying, you've done 16 years of education. Now you'll study medicine. And for the rest of your life, you'll be revising all that you've been studying to keep up with the latest in your field. I know friends who met, who felt sorry for our friends who went to medicine and became doctors. Like, how can you spend all your life in books? And so my question to my those friends who made fun of those friends who made fun of doctors is, why is it that a person in a profession of medicine needs to revise knowledge? but a person in the profession of management or any other field should not be. Because knowledge is evolution. Knowledge evolves over time. What you may have learned earlier may evolve to something else. But so if a doctor is required to read and revise their information so they know what's happening and what they may have learned 10 years ago or 20 years ago is probably unproven now by new theories. So they need to revise that. Why we in the field of marketing or you know, data science or legal or any other profession not going back and revising ourselves? So for me, that was the selfish motive to make sure that I, as this individual human that I am, are always kept in the know of what's happening and evolving. Because if you know, our bodies are evolving, why do we allow our minds not to continue to evolve at the same time? So for, that, for me, that was a kernel of truth that I realized many years after I finished formal education. What do you think managers should be constantly learning? So I think before you are a manager, you are a human being. And I think what happens is we take ourselves too seriously. You may be a manager in marketing in a pharmaceutical company or a manager in uh, you know, processes in a you know, consumer product company. But before all of that, that's 10 hours of your day maybe. But there are other hours of the day when you are still you as a human. And you have likes and dislikes, right? 
what are you doing with yourself? Are you evolving your own personal self? So before you evolve as a manager or a subject matter in which you are operating in from a profession perspective, I actually prefer to evolve myself as a human being before that. How much time in a either a day or in a week do you think people should be devoting to constantly learning? So the one thing I have learned and realized is I am not equipped to give advice to others. <laughs> that is self-reflection that I've come. So I'm well, not going thanks to... Thanks for coming, Avind. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be, you know, in terms of being prescriptive. So I'll tell you about myself. Now, that works for me. That doesn't mean it works for anyone else. And everyone has to find their own cadence of what they think and what they can do and what they like and they dislike, right? So let me talk about myself and see if something applies to you in your individual capacity. So how does my day go? I wake up in the morning, I get ready for work on a work day. This is a weekday, all right? Five days a week. This is not me on the weekends. And I actually listen to music when I'm getting ready. It just puts me in a good mood, all right? That's how I start my day. I listen to music that I like. It puts me in a good mood. 15, 20 minutes, that's it. And, and I have my favorite uh, general news and a, and a business news channel. And I read some tweets and uh, stuff, what's happening to catch up with what's happening in the world around me. Not done, breakfast ready for work, listen to some music, then get out. The minute I get out, I have two options. Take the fast option of a car to work or take the slow option of public transportation to work. And I live in Singapore, all right? The public transportation here is not bad at all. And I always prefer to take public transportation by choice. Why? The car might get me to office in 15 minutes. Public transportation takes me 30 minutes. I walk to the bus stop. I take a 15, 20-minute bus and I walk to office. I listen to my podcast for 30 minutes. Because if, if I take a car to work, I only get 15 minutes of my podcast time, which I think, and I really like my podcast time. Then I'm in office and obviously I'm busy the whole day. Uh, but I break the monotony of working. During lunchtime, I sometimes go out for meetings, lunches, which I do. But when I get time, I eat lunch all by myself. And I use that 30 minutes to again listen to a podcast. So I get one hour of podcast by the middle of the day. In a very, and I'm, trust me, I'm a very busy person. My, my day is usually blocked neck to neck with meetings. I finish my day. I head back home. I prefer to take public transportation. I get another 30 minutes of podcast. So I get 90 minutes of podcast in a day without wasting any minute of my day trying to get my time for podcasting. I go home. I have a family, kids, play with them, dinner. I do Netflix with my wife. We, all of that happens. No matter what time in the night it is, even if I'm traveling internationally and I reach home in Singapore at 3 a.m. in the morning, I cannot sleep without reading. Now, depending on how sleepy I am, it could be a reading of 15 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour. But I will read a book, no podcast at that point of time. So that is me. That doesn't mean it should work for everyone else, right? But I'm trying to make time in my daily schedule. That's my me time. And I, that, I really, really enjoy that time. When I work out in the gym and I go to the gym a few days a week, I listen to podcasts. So what I don't do is listen to music. When do I listen to music? The beginning of the day to start my day. Uh, because I used to listen to music all the time. And I'm like, why am I spending 60 to 75 minutes in the gym listening to the same songs over and over again? And I could be learning so many more things. And that's when I switched on. And this has been a habit of mine for now three, four years. When you speak to other people and you tell them about this is how I structure my day and I'm constantly learning throughout my day. What, what do they often ask you about that? So there are a lot of colleagues of mine who always claim that they don't have time to read. I don't know. Like, how do you listen to, I mean, when you get time to podcast and I challenge them, 
with my framework the way i have built it right i'm like you cannot be more challenged on time than the head of a country cuz you're running an, a team an organization uh, you know a division a territory right but always look at someone who is even much more busy than you and trust me if you can get time to watch a movie or to netflix you can get time to read a book to listen to a podcast and gaining knowledge is not a factor of reading a book or listening to a podcast it could be an incredible conversation with someone much smarter than you so it's it has to be inherent my recommendation is not to read and listen to podcasts that's not my recommendation my recommendation is you have to have an inherent thirst for knowledge and information and being challenged because it does two things there is an internal truth that you feel good that you have learned something and you there's a value add but the external manifestation which honestly is very true is you get to show off in front of others that information and knowledge and that does give you an edge in a conversation you go to a room of 10 and there's a party and a in a bar happening and you come out and saying the most astute things in all of the other nine people can speak on on a topic they will come and respect you right that was bound to happen the smartest person in the room is the person who has learned the most knowledge does not come from external sources on its own you have to go get it the beauty is all this information is available to all of us exactly at the same time and is equally accessible it's all your own inertia about going and getting it and there is no easy way to get the knowledge and it doesn't mean you know thirst for knowledge for the sake of thirsting for what are you going to do with this knowledge i'm going to ask you a philosophical question we are all going to live 80 years of our life in this earth what's going to happen with all this knowledge that you accumulated so i ask myself these questions all the time and i'm sorry for being philosophical here but it is not for the sake of acquiring knowledge to feel good or to be in a social setting where you can you know put a best foot forward about something you've read or heard or listened to right but it is about the role that you're playing with people who you're living with and if you are adding value in their lives because you have read or heard something previously that itself is worth the effort of doing that for anyone listening to this who wants to be a fount of knowledge as you are what are thank you <laughs> what are three actionable things that they can keep at the front of their mind to be better at absorbing knowledge so i think the first one is what fascinates you what topics interest you if you don't even know what topics interest you you don't even know what to do next the first thing you need to know is what interests you you may be interested in just who done it murder mysteries for you know and there's nothing wrong with it i love murder mysteries i read them all the time i've read every single agatha christie out there every sherlock holmes that has ever been written right and i continue to seek intelligent murder mysteries because i love being challenged to try and guess who did it so it doesn't matter what it is that drives and makes you interested cuz everybody loves stories You cannot be a human and not love stories. We are humans only because we love stories, listening and telling stories, right? So there are stories out there. Find out what kind of stories you like to listen to or read and seek them out. The beauty of the era we live in is it's so easy and so cheap and cost-effective and efficient to access this information and these stories that may be interesting to us, right? But seek them out. Then then the next question happens is I have no time. Might I am busy as well. I'm a working executive, father of two, husband of one. And I have, you know, the thing that I find least available to myself is time. And time is the only thing that is working backwards in our lives today, right? So the minute you realize that your clock, your individual clock is working backwards and the challenge is you do not know when that clock started. 
So I have no idea I'm going to be living to 60, 70, 80. But there will be a moment from where the clock is already winding backwards towards me. Right? So you know you have some random amount of time left. Do you want to add value in the lives of people around you? I'm sure your answer will be yes. There is nobody who will say, no, I don't want to add value to the life of people around me. So the, there are many ways to add value. One of the ways is you to be a better person than what you are. And the only way to be a better person is to evolve. And the only way to evolve is to continuously add knowledge and information than you had yesterday. And if every day you add one element of truth to your being, you are adding one element of truth to the person around you who you love. Well, the the other challenge you will find the minute you open your eyes and ears to this to this constant knowledge is that there's a lot of noise, right? It's so easy to be distracted, right? I mean, I use Twitter so much, my wife mocks me. But it's not because I work for the platform. I, I've been using that platform for 10, 11 years, I don't know, gosh, how many years now, right? 2008 onwards. But it is the perfect collection of things I like. So Twitter is not my social. People keep confusing. Hey, you use Twitter. Is that your uh, social platform? I'm like, no. Facebook is where I talk to people I know in real life. I don't know. Most of the people on Twitter I follow, and I, I don't think I'll ever meet them. But I follow those accounts because they have something really interesting to say, and it's free to reach to listen to them. It's free. There's no cost, and it's so easy to access their knowledge. You want investment banking advice? You can follow the best investment bankers on Twitter who are tweeting about things and stocks and markets and economy and you know commodity prices all the time. It's so easy. The number one reason people don't do it is pure inertia. It is not lack of time. Lack of time is a justification of their inertia of not doing something. 